Hello everyone. On today's episode, we are going to tackle mental health and the benefits that exercise has on mental health. Um, so in this episode, you'll you'll hear me go through a few articles that I have read about and just talk and give my opinion on some of the things and the benefits that I do see in exercise as well and the reasonings behind why I do it, etc. Um, but it's good for us to all uh, look at this because of the fact of what um, we see in a day-to-day basis and mental health and depression is on the rise in uh, a lot of the larger com- uh, countries in the world, India, China, U.S. So um, I felt like it was a good opportunity to tackle this topic, and um, I hope you enjoy. As always, the best way to help me out is to share this, tell people about the podcast, share it with friends. Let me know that you're listening, post it on Instagram, share it in your stories, all of that. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Two Cents Worth. I'm your host, Ryan DeFaber. And today, we are going to tackle the mental health benefits of exercise. So, there are a few articles that I have up right now. Um, one is from helpguide.org. Another one is from psychcom.net, P-S-Y-com.net, and huffpost.com. Um, and they all talk about the mental health benefits of exercise. So, um, I wanted to tackle this. I've talked to a few of my friends about it and, um, we all felt like it was a good topic to discuss and go through just because of the fact that one mental health is something that I think, um, many of us deal with, whether we deal with it at a larger scale um, than others. Uh, I think we all kind of go through it and just the regular days, regular things of your life that, you know, come up day to day and, and it doesn't need to be. And I think, uh, sometimes people associate, oh, mental health is someone that's depressed. No, it, it can be stress. It can be anxiety. It can be a multitude of things. So, um, I wanted to go through these articles, kind of highlight some things, give my thoughts on it, talk about my own, um, I don't want to say struggles with mental health, but my own journey within mental health and when stress come, becomes too much or when I get into a fog or anxiety and the things of life that come up and, and how exercise <clears throat> has been able to counter that for me and um, get me through some of those foggy, hazy days uh, or through the stresses of job or Uh, parenthood or marriage or just everyday life stuff. So um, I'll start with the mental health benefits of exercise from helpguide.org. And in here, they tackle um, a multitude of things, exercise and depression, exercise and anxiety, exercise and stress, exercise and ADHD, exercise and PTSD and trauma, 
um, are the main ones. And then I don't, I'll, I'll touch on those. I think those are the most important things in this article alone. So, um, you know, it starts with the author talking about, um, you know, people who, people who exercise most of the time you think of, they exercise to improve their physical health, their physique, trim their waistline, improve their sex life, add years to their life. And yes, that is obviously things that motivate people for exercise, but they go into talking about, but that's not actually what motivates most people to stay active. People who exercise regularly, and this is from the article, people who record, excuse sorry, people who exercise regularly tend to do so because it gives them an enormous sense of well-being. They feel more energetic throughout the day, sleep better at night, have sharper memories, and feel more relaxed and positive about themselves and their lives. And it is also a powerful medicine for many common mental health challenges. Regular exercise can have a profoundly positive impact on depression, anxiety, ADHD, and more. It also relieves stress, improves memory, helps you sleep better, and boosts your overall mood. So, of that, out of the ADHD, um, I, I, I've not had that in my life, so I don't, I, I can't really speak to that. But, um, and not full blown depression either, but anxiety and and having, I would say, depressed days. You know, it, it happens. It's real. Um, you know, we can't always say that every day is great. Um, but that 15 minutes to an hour to an hour and a half of exercise, whatever you're able to get in, it certainly does help because it does boost your brain. It kicks in endorphins, all these things that, and that we'll get into in this article, uh, into these articles in this, this episode, um, are very, um, beneficial when you are having days like that or weeks like that or months like that exercise can do that. And, and, and I do, totally agree. I do sleep better every night that I exercise. Um, I do feel better. You feel better and you feel like you've accomplished something, right? Like, and I think that's a lot of it too is yes, I want a smaller waistline. If you follow the Instagram and you know, the hashtag death to the dad bod. Yeah. I want to lose weight. I want to have a certain physique, but a lot of the time I, why I am exercising is to stay healthy for myself so I can live a healthy life and a long life with my wife and kids and family. So, you know, that is a lot of what my motivator is. My motivator is my family and my kids for exercise. Yes, it is benefiting me, which is great, right? It's a, it's a two for one in that situation. Um, not only are, am I working to be healthy and, and, and show my kids a healthy lifestyle and hopefully live a long time and watch my kids grow up and, 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 uh, continue to have a successful marriage. But at the same time, it's also for um, showing my kids that and, and being able to see that their dad is exercising and the benefits that it has and they exercise and and then hopefully in return, I <laughs> am able to have the physique and the waistline that I, I'm trying to get. So first thing that they, they talk about is exercise and depression. So studies show that exercise can treat mild to moderate depression as effectively as antidepressant medication, but without the side effects. So that is very interesting to to think about is that I think so much in this country and in westernized countries is that we throw medicine towards everything. 
Um, and for a lot of the time, the medicine obviously is needed um, for those that do suffer from depression and, and whatnot. But it's very interesting that we are now focusing more and more on studies around how to um, not always put medicine and and or medication towards something, right? And and exercise is certainly um, something that they are studying around how it affects the brain. Obviously, as we have this. Um, article that we're reading about but it is more of what they're looking at now in these studies and and from what i was looking at and reading it's been really the last 10 plus years there's been more and more studies around the benefits that exercise has on your mental health and how to potentially not always medicate somebody right away um because obviously if you know anything about the u.s if you live here most of you do listeners there is an opioid um issue in this country and that is your pain pills your antidepressants all those types of things that we seem to just throw at people and and hope that they uh they don't deal with the side effects right and that's what it says here so the studies show that exercise can treat mild to moderate depression like it said mild and moderate depression not full-blown depression obviously like i said medication is needed um you can't always just say it's not you know we can always just fix it without medication there are times when medication obviously is needed as an example, a recent study done by the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health found that running, and I mentioned this earlier, it doesn't need to be an hour and a half. I said I started off and said 15 minutes, right? That running for 15 minutes a day or walking for an hour reduces the risk of major depression by 26%. In addition to relieving depression symptoms, research also shows that maintaining an exercise schedule can prevent you from relapsing. So... 15 minutes of running or an hour of walking a day can reduce major depression by 26%. And then when you create a schedule for exercise, it can prevent you from relapsing as well and, and potentially running that risk of depression again. So um, very, very interesting study there. Most importantly, and this is where how exercise can help fight depression. Most importantly, it promotes all kinds of changes in the brain, including neural growth, reduced inflammation, and new activity patterns that promote feelings of calm and well-being. It also releases endorphins, which are powerful chemicals in your brain that energize your spirits and make you feel good. Finally, and this is this is an interesting take on it too, because I don't really think I, I didn't really think about that until I read it. Finally, exercise can also serve as a distraction, allowing you to find some quiet time to break out of the cycle of negative thoughts that feed depression. So again, I think already just leaning into this conversation is I'm thinking depression <clears throat> and exercise. Okay, what can I, what are the benefits of it? How can you reduce it? The studies, this, this, you know, if you do 15 minutes, it'll, it'll, provide X um, percentage of, you know, benefit towards you. If you do an hour of walking, you know, you'll be able to benefit this way. But it's very, a very simple thing. And exactly what they just said is exercise can just serve as a distraction. And it is, it takes you away from 
the day-to-day or the mental fog that you're fighting when you're sitting by yourself or the stresses you're dealing with in life. So very, very interesting to break it down very simplistically um, and never really thinking about that. It's, it was, it, to me, kind of this whole thing was just, okay, I want to say like exercise. If you exercise, it will be, it will provide X for you. It will reduce your stress by 50%. Well, no, it's just plain and simple. Going and exercises just kind of takes you out and gives you a break from, you know, the mental fog you're going through. Okay. Very, very simple. Exercise and anxiety. Um, Exercise is a natural and effective anti-anxiety treatment. It relieves tension and stress, boosts physical and mental energy, and enhances well-being through the release of endorphins. So again, mentioned above, endorphins, talked about it a few times. Anything that can get you moving can help, but you'll be a bigger benefit if you pay attention instead of zoning out. Try to notice the sensation of your feet hitting the ground, or the rhythm of your breathing, or the feeling of the wind on your skin if you're exercising outside. By adding this mindfulness element, really focusing on your body and how it feels as you exercise, you'll not only improve your physical condition faster, but you may also be able to interrupt the flow of constant worries running through your head. So again, now we're getting into, okay, we've talked about the depression and the studies and everything, and then breaking it down and making it very simple. Here's another thing that's just very simple. If you're going to go on a run, to relieve anxiety or go on a walk to relieve anxiety focus in on your breathing focus in on how the how your feet are hitting the ground or how your stride you know how it feels when you're running and it's 50 degrees out and then how does it feel when you're running when it's 80 degrees out and how your body's reacting to that and it's it's you then focusing in on the exercise rather than things kind of constantly going through your head while you're running which again i i deal with that as well when i go on a run a lot of the times is when your your brain is kind of working the most because you're thinking about things and that also sometimes for me helps when i just block out what is going on um on the run I'm, i'm focusing in on kind of just zoning out and getting the run done but i'm not doing that for anxiety purposes so for anxiety their, their suggestion is focus in on the actual exercise you're doing and the components of it. And that should help relieve the anxiety that you're facing in the day-to-day. Very interesting. <clears throat> Certainly very interesting. Next is exercise and stressed. Stressed, really. Stress. Ever notice how your body feels when you're under stress? Your muscles may be tense especially in your face, neck, and shoulders, leaving you with back or neck pain or painful headaches. You may feel a tightness in your chest, a pounding pulse, muscle cramps. You may also experience problems such as insomnia, heartburn, stomachache, diarrhea, and frequent urination. Very interesting. Didn't know that. The worry and discomfort of all these physical symptoms can in turn lead to even more stress, creating a vicious cycle between your mind and your body. Exercising is an effective way to break this cycle. As well as releasing endorphins in the brain, physical activity helps to relax the muscles and relieve tension in the body. Since the body and the mind are so closely linked, when your body feels better, so too will your mind. Again, right? A lot of people 
like if you ever go to a masseuse and everything, they'll tell you like where their tension is, where your body holds tension. Well, that's your stress, right? That's the stress that you're putting into your body. Um, and as it said in this article here, m- majority of the time, it's in your neck, your shoulder, you know, the, the upper body area, your head, the headaches, all of that stuff. <clears throat> that's where your body is storing the stress of what you're putting on yourself on a day-to-day basis. And how exercise can relieve that, obviously, if you're going out and exercising, your muscles are moving, you're loosening up the body, you're helping yourself by doing that and, and helping relieve the stress of the body and the tightness that you're facing on a, on a day-to-day with your muscles and the uncomfortableness of it as well. As well as, again, going back to the beginning of the article, exercise helps with sleeping better insomnia we've all had it right the worries of what the next day is going to bring the worries of what this day brought to us you can't sleep you're facing that during the whole night you're tossing you're turning because your brain isn't turning itself off because you have not exercised the brain you have not exercised the body you haven't released any stress you haven't relieved yourself of what's going on and therefore it's affecting your sleep patterns and when you start affecting your sleep patterns it's a recipe for disaster. Um, you're on edge. You don't feel good. You're worn down. You're exhausted. It's just not um, a, a good uh, situation for yourself, for your body, for the people around you. So I like that, um, you know, talking about the muscles and everything, because I think sometimes we just associate stress with, oh, it's just it's all the brain, but no, the rest of your body gets affected. It's the muscles, it's the joints, it's, I mean, it says in here, stomach aches, uh, uh, heartburn, diarrhea, all these things going through your body. Your body is reacting, not just the brain, the whole body is. Um, so very interesting. So here's here's where it's going to come into um, two areas that I don't have uh, um really much experience in but i wanted to address these as well so exercise and adhd because again talking about medication and and how we are so quick to medicate everybody and diagnose everything and just throw pills at it i I honestly my opinion on that is that i don't that's a worry to me um uh just in the for me because i live here in the u.s it's just the amount of um medical profession professionals that just throw medicine at people, uh, medication at people for things that might be able to be treated, i.e. by exercise. So I have to imagine ADHD is going to talk about that as well. So exercising regularly is one of the easiest and most effective ways to reduce the symptoms of ADHD and improve concentration, motivation, memory, and mood. Physical activity immediately boosts the brain's dopamine and serotonin levels, all of which affect focus and attention. In this way, exercise works in much the same way as ADHD medications as Ritalin and Adderall. So again, if if you struggle with attention and focus, exercise is something that can actually help that, as it says. Exercise works in much the same way as ADHD ADHD medications as Ritalin and Adderall, which we hear about all the time. So another, uh, I think for me that that's, that would be something I would certainly look into. If you have a, if you struggle with 
focus and attention or, or you have children that do put them into an exercise routine be a part of that if you're a parent or again if you're an if you're not a parent and, and you struggle with it yourself and you you're looking for a way to to potentially counter that and and you know the ritalin and the adderall might not be working or you don't like the way your body reacts to it or you feel maybe incorporate a exercise routine to see if that benefits you as well again i th- this is an area i don't have much experience in so i'm not going to sit here and try and uh diagnose anybody out there but just reading that was very interesting and then the last one and then we're going to go into this next article is exercise and ptsd post-traumatic stress disorder and trauma evidence suggests that by really focusing on your body and how it feels as you exercise can actually help your nervous system become unstuck and begin to move out of the immobilization stress response that characterizes ptsd or trauma Instead of allowing your mind to wander, pay close attention to the physical sensations in your joints and muscles, even your insides as your body moves. Exercise that involves cross-movement and that engage both arms and legs, such as walking, running, swimming, weight training, or dancing, are some of the best choices. Outdoor activities like hiking, sailing, mountain biking, rock climbing, whitewater rafting, and skiing have also been shown to reduce the symptoms of PTSD. So again... More studies, more things that we're seeing on how to counter some of the things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis when it comes to our mental health and how exercise can and does benefit the body beyond the reasoning why everybody uh, automatically assumes we're exercising. Oh, the, the waistline, the physique, uh, the physical stature, better sex life, all the things that were mentioned above very interesting to see that again all of these things that it can that exercise can benefit us um in our day-to-day lives which i I think is great so again for this article this is the helpguide.org if you want to read more of it there it goes on um much further and, and into other details but i wanted to stress on the uh the first couple things here that they had in here um uh, the first four things which was exercise and depression exercise and anxiety, exercise and stress, sorry, five things, exercise and ADHD, and exercise and PTSD and trauma. Good article. Those are my thoughts on it. I thought it was, um, it's been a good read for me. I've had that on my phone for a while. I've been reading through it and and kind of trying to come up with a conversation around this. So, um, because it is important, I think, you know, we we need to focus in on um, us as a society. Uh, You know, what are what is going on with our, our mental uh, being and how can we constantly ensure that we're staying and getting into that happy state and not letting, because the brain is a very powerful thing and it can create a lot of happiness. And at the same time, when you're sometimes, and this is sad to say, and it sounds very depressing, but when you're alone with your thoughts, the brain is very powerful and it can also be very misleading and, 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 there are a lot of times that I get into a, fa- a fog or a haze, and it, it comes every couple of weeks for me, um, just, just who I am as a person. Um, and, I, and I'll have it a, every couple of weeks or months or whatever, and it'll be two to three days of just kind of fogginess. Um, but I always find that when I go for a run, lifting not so much. Um, it's more of the run because I'm by myself. Lifting, I'm with other people. Uh, yeah, as you know, I work out with my buddy Pete and Mike. So when I'm doing that, it's more of I'm focusing, just hanging out, getting the work done there. 
but I'm not really focusing in on myself. When I go on a run, I'm there, I'm able to kind of clear my head. As mentioned before, you kind of, you're able to kind of focus in on things, the breathing, the run, just going out and just getting that exercise. To me, when I get into a fog, the best exercise that I find is, and this is kind of contradictory to when the people say like, you know, you're dealing with stress and everything is not to be by yourself or depression, not to be by yourself. But for me, it is to be by myself and just go on a run, clear the mind, don't have the distractions around you with other people and conversation and all that. It's just me and what I'm trying to accomplish, which is how many miles. And it's really me concentrating on my body, the breathing, listening to music, having some conversations with myself in my own head, kind of just focusing in on the things that are around me that are going on. That to me benefits me the most when I, when I have those foggy days. So um, if you have those foggy days, what I also say is communicate communicate if you have a significant other boyfriend girlfriend husband wife uh kids whatever it is communicate with them that's what i also find best is letting my wife know hey i'm not having a good day today or i'm just i'm not feeling like myself today um so they're aware as well and then they understand you know where you are mentally and and they can also help you as well um but i always i always do say that just communicate with people that you that you are having a bad day it's okay yeah, I you know what's going on in today's world with society and and uh, the pressures that we put on ourselves to um, you know with social media and your day to day of always having to kind of be this person. Um, it does put some stresses on you, and being vulnerable isn't what everybody um, is comfortable doing and and wants to do. Because you see, I love the the Instagram versus reality posts on um, on Instagram because. Right. What's the thing that everybody usually does on Instagram? They put all the great things that are going on in their lives or pretending that these are great things that are going on in their lives through pictures or little videos and things like that. But they don't ever put the bad days or the bad things or the bad body image that they feel like they have. And it, it is good to talk about these things and, and bring them up and, and, and have that support system um, communicated out. Don't hold it in. That's my suggestion on that. Um, all right, so we're going to go to, let's go to the, uh, you know what? Well, we did stress and stress reduction. Um, I do want to say this is, okay, so to the most, okay, all right, sorry. So I'm, at the, I'm on the psychcom.net article, so it's, PSYcom.net. And this article is Exercise for Optimal Mental Health. Here's why moving can be as effective as drugs. A major new study confirms that regular physical activity, and it doesn't have to be a lot, improves mental health. So get moving. Um, we've touched on it in the last one, so I don't really want to talk. I'm not going to go into too much detail on this, but this is one thing that I did just saw see, and I, I want to say it is that um, it starts their article off with stress and stress reduction. Uh, stress is a physical and mental response to a threat, demand, or experience. It can contribute to anxiety and depression. So in anxiety and depression, two of the things that we just touched on in that last article, and this is a good stat, and this is what I wanted to talk about because I think I don't think everybody realizes because you might not be dealing with it the way that some other people deal with it, but anxiety and stress and depression, two of the most common mental health conditions, 
Anxiety disorders affect 40 million U.S. adults annually. 40 million U.S. adults annually. Um, and then the study says that it estimated that 16.2 million people in the U.S. experienced a major depressive episode in the past year. That's um, that's a lot. You know, 40 million people dealing with stress and or anxiety and depression in the U.S. 40 million people. That's a lot. So, again, it doesn't affect everyone the same way. And then of, of those 40 million, 16.2 million had a major depressive episode. So, again, going back to the benefits of exercise and mental health, exercise can support those hopefully those 40 million people in some form or fashion um, and then you know you, you hope that you know they have a, a support system that they can talk through these things and and not lead to anything drastic as depression can as I mentioned you know you leave the mind alone it is a very powerful tool and can be a very destructive tool as well which is a scary thing so that was that one if you want to read the article go for it it's psychcom.net and then the last article, this is um, a good one that I wanted to go through, and, and it's 13 Mental Health Benefits of Exercise. It's from HuffPost.com. Um, it is from 2017, but it, all of the things are the same thing, right? So I'm going to go through the 13 and then uh, talk about them, and then that'll, that'll be it, and and I hope that this this one, this uh, podcast is uh, beneficial for you. It's a little different than what I've done in the past, kind of talking about certain things and up and sprout and, 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 you know, happier and, you know, easier conversation than mental health. But I thought it was a very good topic to go through. All right. So 13 things, 13 mental health benefits of exercise. Number one, reduces stress. Talked about that already. Absolutely. Exercise increases concentrations of uh, serotonin, right? Is that what we were talking about? I'm, I'm sorry. I just got mixed up. Anyways, all right. Number one, reduce. We can. Don't listen to me on that one. Uh, number one, reduce stress. Number two, boost happy chemicals. Studies have shown that exercise can alleviate symptoms among the clinically depressed. Again, again, talking about depression and anxiety and how these studies are finding that exercise can help you through that. So it releases the endorphins, which creates feelings of happiness and euphoria. That is what exercise does. So again, it 15 minutes. If you can find 15 minutes in your day and it'll help you kind of clear your mind and, and get out of that haze, I highly suggest it. Please do that improves self-confidence says hop on the treadmill to look and feel like a million bucks on a very basic level physical fitness can boost self-esteem and improve positive self-image regardless of weight size gender or age exercise can quickly alleviate a person's perception of his or her attractiveness that is self-worth true i mean right we even the littlest, the littlest improvement of your body creates better self-confidence. You know, that little 
looseness in the pant or how a shirt doesn't fit as tight anymore, right? All of these things that they're little, but it improves your self-confidence, which is also helps with your mental state as a person, right? Nobody wants to go through life constantly disliking the way that they look. That's no way to go through life. Um, and exercise can help that. Enjoy the great outdoors. Going outside. Get your vitamin D from the sun. Breathe the fresh air. You know, hopefully you don't live in a smog-covered area or whatever. But going outside and being outside is a is a great way to increase your self-esteem even more. Um, and again, the vitamin D acquired from soaking up the sun uh, can lessen the likelihood of experiencing depressive symptoms. So again, being outside, getting that vitamin D that your body needs. Prevent cognitive decline. So this is one that affects a lot of people, again, as we get older, is the fact that things like Alzheimer's and, and dementia are things that come up with the brain. The brain, unfortunately, can start deteriorating. Um, it is what it, It's just a matter of fact. It's what happens in life. Uh, my family's dealt with it, um, with my grandparents, um, and uh, it's, it's a shame because, again, the mind is so powerful, and at the same time, it can deteriorate as you get older. And this is what this one said. I think this is a good one to talk about because it isn't something that we've really spoke about yet. It's unpleasant, but it's true. As we get older, our brains get a little hazy. As aging and degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's kill off brain cells, <clears throat> the noggin actually shrinks, losing many important brain functions in the process. While exercise and a healthy diet can cure, they hit quote, air quotes, cure Alzheimer's, they can help shore up the brain against cognitive decline. That begins after age 45. So again, I think we we just assume Alzheimer's and dementia affect people in their, let's, let's say 75 and up. Not, not true. It begins after age 45. Working out, especially between age 25 and 45, which I imagine most of you fit into that category, Boost the chemicals in the brain that support and prevent degeneration of the hippocampus, an important part of the brain for memory and learning. So, we've talked about stress, anxiety, depression, ADHD, post-traumatic stress syndrome, trauma, all of these things that exercise has a benefit for. Here's a different one that I think is great to think about is the cognitive decline, the 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 state of the brain, keeping it from shrinking, keeping it from killing off the brain cells that Alzheimer's and dementia does. Alleviate anxiety is number six. We've spoken about that. Boost brain power, number seven. Various studies on mice and men have shown that cardiovascular exercise can create new brain cells and improve overall brain performance. Studies suggest that a tough workout increases levels of a brain derived protein known as BDNF in the body, believed to help with decision-making, higher thinking and learning, <laughs> brain power. Exercise can potentially make you smarter. What? That's a hell of a benefit right there if I've ever heard one. Right? Who doesn't want to be a little bit smarter? Who doesn't want to have a... Um, better decision-making, higher thinking and learning. I would. 
I do, right? I get questions all the time from my kids now that ask me all these things and, and <laughs> constantly needing to know the answers to. I would love to constantly continue to be learning and, and, and if exercise can help me even further with that, I'm, I'm all in. Number eight, sharpen men- memory. Again, talking about the uh, cognitive, uh, cognitive, geez, yeah, cognitive decline. Number eight is sharpening memory. Again, again, that that's basically kind of go hand in hand. But um, you know, regular physical activity boosts memory and ability to learn new things. Again, exactly. Help control addiction. This is another good one. The brain releases dopamine, the reward chemical, in response to any form of pleasure, be that exercise, sex, drugs, alcohol, or food. Unfortunately, some people become addicted to dopamine and dependent on the substances that produce it, like drugs or alcohol, and more rarely, food and sex. So there is obviously true facts that that you can be a food addict or a sex addict. It doesn't always have to just go into drugs and alcohol. On the bright side... Exercise can help in addiction recovery. Short exercise sessions can also effectively distract drug or alcohol addicts, making them deprioritize cravings, at least in the short term. Working out when on the wagon has other benefits too. Alcohol abuse disrupts many body processes, including uh, circadian rhythms. As a result, alcoholics find they can't fall asleep or stay asleep without drinking. Exercise can help reboot the body clock, helping people hit the hay at the right time. That's a great, great benefit that exercise has. The control of addiction, the ability to potentially kick an addiction or or keep it at bay. Again, looking at this thing and not throwing medication towards it, right? Um. I I look at that as a great benefit. That's number nine. Number 10, increase relaxation. It says, a moderate workout can be the equivalent of of a sleeping pill, even for people with insomnia. Moving around five to six hours before bedtime raises the body's core temperature. When the body temperature drops back down to normal a few hours later, it signals the body that it's time to sleep. So if you get a workout in, your body temperature rises, and then as it's cooling itself down, that is its signal that, up, oh, it's time to go to sleep. It's time to now shut the body down. Perfect. Number 11, you get more done. Feeling uninspired in the cubicle, the solution might be just a short walk or jog away. Research shows that workers who take time for exercise on a regular basis are more productive and have more energy than their more sedated peers. While busy schedules can make it tough to squeeze in a gym session in the middle of the day, experts believe that midday is the ideal time for a workout due to the body's uh, circadian rhythms. Um, unfortunately for me, I do it first thing in the morning. Uh, obviously, I, per the studies, I am not uh, getting a midday uh, workout, which is ideal for my body and, and its rhythms. I don't have that. I do it first thing in the morning but it's okay. It's whatever time works for, for you. Um, but getting more done, that is great. Everyone wants to, you know, we always talk about, I wish there was more time in the day. Or do you just want to try and get more done in the day? If you want to get more done in the day, exercise obviously shows as a benefit for that. Number 12, tap into creativity. Most people end a tough workout with a hot shower, 
but maybe we should be breaking out the colored pencils instead. A heart-pumping gym session can boost creativity for up to two hours afterwards. Supercharge post-workout inspiration by exercising outdoors and interacting with nature. See benefit number four, right? Exercising outside. Next time you need a burst of creative thinking, hit the trails for a long walk or run to refresh the body and the brain at the same time. So if you are looking for inspiration or creativity, exercise can help that, right? If you're in a rut or a fog in your job or life or if you own your own business and you're trying to come up with a, you know, the next creative campaign or uh, the next creative video that you need to have come out, exercise can benefit you there. So that's a great one. And then the last one, and this is the one that I always talk to you guys about, and I hope that whatever I do, whether it's um, it, it taps one person or many, um, I hope that I inspire some of you to get up off the couch, go and exercise, go and kill that dad bod, um, just anything, right? And that's what number 13 is, inspire others. Whether it's a pickup game of soccer or a group class at the gym or just a run with a friend, exercise rarely happens in a bubble, and that's good news for all of us. Studies show that most people perform better on aerobic tests when paired up with a workout buddy. Pin it to inspiration or good old-fashioned competition. Nobody wants to let the other person down. In fact, being part of a team is so powerful that it can actually raise athletes' tolerances for pain. Even fitness beginners can inspire each other to push harder during a sweat session. So find a workout buddy and get moving. And I talk about that in almost every episode that I've done by myself when I'm talking about exercising and working out. My workout buddies are there every morning. And when they're not, they let me know. And at the same time, I let them know if I'm not going to be able to make it. But I I get up. People ask, why do you get up at 4.30 in the morning every morning? Because I don't want to let them down because they're getting up. They're sacrificing their time. You know, we're all now going to bed earlier as old men. You know, we're mid-30s old men. Uh, but going to bed earlier so we can all get up at 4.30 or 4 and get to the gym by 5 and get our workout in together and not letting down that other person. You know, that's that's the biggest thing for us is now for me is I don't want to let Pete down. I don't want to let Mike down if I don't show up to the gym because they got up. They're, they're there. Why couldn't I get there? And it's if it's me just being selfish because I couldn't get there, then that, that's shame on me. Um, so that's the importance of a workout buddy and, and inspiring them. Working out can have positive effects far beyond the gym. Gaining self-confidence, getting out of a funk, and even thinking smarter are some of the motivations to take time to exercise on a regular basis. Um, those are the articles... If you just type in exercise and the benefits of mental health, that's what I did. And there's article after article. And those are the three that I really found interesting and I've been reading up on and, and, and looking at. Um, but uh, I hope out of this, you know, hearing all of these things and if you're dealing with any of these things and you, you're trying to figure out how to get out of that cycle or that funk and, and exercise hasn't been something that's come to mind, I hope maybe that exercise is something that you would look towards doing. And again, going back to it, it doesn't need to be an hour and a half. It can be 15 minutes. Very simple. Go out on a walk, go outside, go enjoy um, the outdoors, go to a gym, whatever it might be, right? Just getting some exercise to potentially help you 
and your mental state and your body and the stresses of life that come into it. Um, we all deal with it. We all deal with it different ways. Some people might never ever look at exercise and think that that's not something that is going to make them feel better. But uh, studies show how the brain reacts when it comes to um, exercise, and releasing endorphins, the uh, the happy <laughs> the, the happy uh, chemical in your brain um, helps quite a bit. So. I hope this helped. I think it was a little different than what I normally do. Uh, reading an article to you guys over uh, a microphone is a little different than sitting and having a conversation with somebody or kind of me going into this whole rant about something or trying to push you guys into, into uh, what's going on in my life around exercise and things like that. But this one was uh, good. I mean, right, the whole point of the podcast was sports, fitness, and life and how they all come together. And mental health and fitness and life and sports they all come together somehow this is a this is a perfect uh, example of that so i hope you guys enjoyed it again share it with your friends let me know what you think um comment below rate me on uh whatever app you're going on that always helps giving me five stars is always a wonderful thing and i hope you have a wonderful day